When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's good, crypto fam? Lots of exciting news to share with you today. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as well as breaking news. Celsius founder Alex Mashinsky pleads not guilty and has been granted bail after being arrested and Celsius being fined roughly $5 billion. We'll also be discussing breaking news. The SEC has officially acknowledged the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF application. Let's freaking go. We'll also be discussing the latest of SEC losing the battle versus Ripple Labs as XRP has officially won and the effect on the crypto market. We'll also be discussing demand is driving the price of Bitcoin to $130,000 per coin. We'll also be discussing crypto will transcend international currencies according to the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, who was just recently interviewed on television and Max Geiser responded, we've predicted this for more than 12 years. This guy is a douche, but he is going to make millions of Bitcoiners, billions of dollars in profits. Let's get it. We'll also be discussing the BlackRock Spot Bitcoin ETF could unlock $30 trillion worth of capital into Bitcoin, sending the Bitcoin price 30x above and beyond. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I'm your host, JV. Today is pod episode number 1341, and today is July 14th, 2023. Yesterday, the 13th, one of the most critical days in crypto history. And as a result, the entire market was going parabolic, literally every altcoin pumping to the moon. And today, the unfortunate reality, we have consolidated and currently correcting. As you can see here in your screen, we got Bitcoin down almost 5% for the day, but maintaining that $30,000 support. We have Ether down 4%, trading just above $1,900. And XRP, one of the biggest losers after being one of the biggest gainers yesterday of like roughly 80%. Today, it's corrected down 15%, trading at 69 and a half cents. And checking out coinmarketcap.com the current crypto market cap is sitting at 1.2 tri- trillion with above 60 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the bitcoin dominance still on the decline at 48.6% with the ether dominance at 19.1% and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours synthetics leading the pack up 28% trading at $2.76 followed by injective up almost 5% trading at 9 bucks followed by optimism up 
less than 3% trading at $1.42. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we also have Synthetics leading this pack up over 27% with the biggest loser, XLM, down 18%, along with XRP, down 14%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 60 in greed, yesterday a 57, last week a 55, and last month a 46 in fear. So there you have it. And welcome to everyone just joining the live show. Make sure to say hello and let me know where you're from in the live chat. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud, giving everyone the opportunity to get their voice, comments, and thoughts heard. That's right. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out some of the charts and the price action and what is popping in crypto. Bitcoin long-term hodlers are coming back to life as Bitcoin price increases. The latest analysis confirms in a tweet on July 13th, Philip Swift, creator of on-chain data resource, looking to Bitcoin, revealed classic bull market behavior amongst the older Bitcoin investors. Let's freaking go. And quoting Philip Swift here, increased on-chain spending volume showing where we are in the cycle right now. And he also said that history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Now, VDD is based on the extent coin days destroyed, better known as the CDD metric, which measures periods of inactivity each time an amount of Bitcoin moves on chain. It takes CDD data and factors in the current Bitcoin price, and it's multiple then compares the 30-day result with the 365-day average. Quoting him here, it is able to highlight when the older coins uh, begin to rapidly enter the market to be sold. This typically happens when the longer-term participants look to take profits as price accelerates up in major bull market cycles. So there you have it. And here's a very interesting chart showing you the value days destroyed along with the multiple showing you the bull market and uh, on out. Now, reacting checkmate lead on-chain analyst from Glassnode shared the following. It is remarkable how consistent the cycles are. Humans reacting the same given similar stimulus. This time is indeed not different. So there you have it. Meanwhile, Glassnode data reveals and underscores how tempting it might be for various hodler classes to cash out on the current prices, especially if you're up in value, right? Bitcoin's market value to realize value, better known as the MVRV ratio for long-term and short-term hodlers, shows both types of investors considerably in the black. We have the long-term hodler coins defined as coins dormant for at least 155 days, which and with an aggregate worth 1.5 times more when they were last moved, or for the short-term hodler equivalent, the number is 1.12. So there you have it. Where my long-term Bitcoin hodlers at? Make some noise in the live chat. Now, I shared breaking news on yesterday's episode. We discussed Mashinsky, the Celsius founder, finally got arrested about time. But guess what? Within 24 hours, he is officially out on bail. So here is uh, the latest uh, details. And how many of you have been affected by the results of the Celsius scam? Let me know in the comments below. Mashinsky, the founder and former CEO of Celsius, pleaded not guilty to charges of misleading customers and artificially inflating the sell token shortly after being arrested on Thursday. Following this, he was released on bail by the U.S. District Judge on a bond of $40 million. Whoa. Obviously, he got that kind of funds to get out, right? According to the court document filed Thursday, the personal uh, recognizance bond for Alex is secured by his Manhattan residence. There you go. As well as the signatures of his wife and another individual. Wow, how much is that house or apartment or whatever worth? Pretty 
significant, right? Now, Benjamin Ailey and Jonathan O'Ring are the attorneys representing Mashinsky, and in the statement, mentioned Mashinsky is eager to defend himself in court against what he believes are unfounded charges. And following attorney Benjamin Ailey's statement of Mashinsky, not guilty plea, Mashinsky left the court without commenting. Smart man. When the magistrate judge asked if the plea was indeed not guilty, Mashinsky confirmed that it was. Now, here are the restrictions imposed. As part of the bail agreement, Mashinsky will face restrictions that include a ban on travel and opening new bank or cryptocurrency accounts. And for now, Mashinsky's travel is restricted to the eastern and southern districts of New York. And furthermore, according to the agreement, Mashinsky's wife will be required to sign the bond while the identity of the second co-signee remains undisclosed. Kind of sounds uh, familiar to the Scam Bankman Freed arrest where he got out on bail and they refused to disclose those who bailed them out, right? Now, the bond will also be secured by a financial claim on Mashinsky's bank account and his residence in New York City. The arrest and bail agreement of Mashinsky were part of the coordinated efforts of several entities, including the Department of Justice, the Federal Trade Commission, and Federal Securities and Commodities Regulators. And on that same day of the arrest, the CFTC, as well as the FTC and SEC, filed lawsuits against Celsius and Alex Mashinsky. And in addition, he was charged by the Department of Justice with seven counts, including security and wire fraud. The indictment against Mashinsky states that between 2018 and 2022, he presented Celsius to customers as a secure platform for depositing their crypto assets and earning interest akin to a modern-day uh, bank. However, prosecutors allege Mashinsky actually operated Celsius as a high-risk investment fund, misleading customers and exposing them to a risky business model. The indictment also claims Mashinsky utilized his Twitter account, media interviews, and Celsius website to promote uh, the platform. Platform. Regulators assert that despite experiencing significant losses and facing pressure from withdrawals, Mashinsky and Celsius made false claims regarding the platform's financial stability, leading to an exponential increase in its customer base, largely composed of retail investors. So there you have it. What do you think this will likely do? Uh, do you think he'll likely uh, be arrested when the trial is actually you know, introduced? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, I also want to share breaking news. I forgot to mention earlier in the show, the SEC has officially acknowledged BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF, mass adoption. Let's freaking go. And again, welcome to y'all just joining us. I appreciate the support each and every day as always. Much love. Now let's break down the latest news in the crypto industry. And that came breaking news yesterday that Ripple Labs has officially won versus the SEC, ultimately meaning XRP is not deemed a security. And in fact, many of the major exchanges in the United States has already relisted XRP now that there is clarity that it is not deemed a security. Now let's uh, break this down in a little greater detail as a lot of volume has been going into uh, XRP. Trading volume of XRP tokens on the South South Korean crypto exchange Utbit surpassed Bitcoin in the past 24 hours. Pretty interesting. The XRP trading pair saw 2.6 billion in trading volume in the past 24 hours following Ripple's partial win against the US SEC in its long-running court battle. The XRP buying frenzy saw the token account for 46% of all the trading volume on Upbit, followed by Bitcoin, which is 5% of the total share. And I think that's why the Bitcoin dominance went down. A lot of people were moving uh, some of their Bitcoin back into the alts, and the alts had a nice run, but naturally everything has corrected. The buying frenzy was not limited to South Korea. XRP saw a 92% surge on July 13th, reaching a new one-year high of 91 cents. This surge helped XRP to 
climbed to the fourth place in the crypto market cap. And within hours of the court ruling, XRP's market cap soared by as much as $21 billion to reach a new yearly high of $46.1 billion. Now, on July 13th, Judge Torres issued the summary judgment in favor of Ripple Labs, ruling that the XRP token is not a security. However, the ruling refers only to the token sales and digital asset exchanges. The judgment was greeted with relief by the XRP community as the SEC lawsuit filed in 2020 for several crypto exchanges in the U.S. to delist the XRP token, including Coinbase, Kraken, OKX, Gemini, and other exchanges, which have already announced their relisting plans. The crypto community celebrated the win with many describing it as a watershed moment, while others caution it was only a partial victory. Uh, Stefan Pally, a lawyer, noted the summary judgment is only partial and that the ruling by Torres may not set a precedent. He also reminded the community that the SEC may very well appeal the judgment. So do keep that in mind, even though that Ripple Labs won, SEC has the right to appeal and do this all over again. Now, Dylan LeClaire responded, people quoting, the government can just ban Bitcoin. Well, he makes a good point. They can't even and ban XRP, and you know they tried hard, Mr. No Clarity Gary, uh, since 2020, taken over, I think, Jay Clayton's position as the, the chairman. We'll see how this is likely to play out, but obviously a massive victory for the entire crypto community. How many of you are pretty stoked that the SEC finally took an L? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's break down a 130,000 Bitcoin price prediction and how Bitcoin is likely to hit that six-figure mark, followed by the latest from an interview with the BlackRock CEO on national television, uh, Larry Fink, followed by how uh, Bitcoin price can realistically skyrocket to $773,000 per coin as the BlackRock ETF could help attract $30 trillion into the Bitcoin community. Let's go. And then we'll end the show with our live uh, Q&A. And again, if you're just joining us, make sure to smash that like and say what's good in the live chat. Now, in any market, whether it is fruits and vegetables or financial assets, prices are determined by the intersection of supply and demand. If tomatoes are scarce, Due to a flood with the same demand, the price of the supermarket will inevitably be higher, just as it will be higher if the same supply, twice as many people want to buy tomatoes. Common sense, right? And in the financial market, if supply is unlimited, the price is no change by demand, as in the case, for example, of a mutual fund. And if more subscribers want to buy this fund, more shares are simply issued at something called net asset value. That is the correct value of the fund's assets. Now, for example, let's suppose the fund has a capitalization of $100 million made up of 10 million units at a value of 10 bucks. If an investor wants to invest 10 million, then 1 million units are are issued at a value of 10 bucks and the capitalization of the fund becomes 110 million dollars it would be a different story if the shares available were limited to 10 million so anyone who wanted to buy the shares would have to find someone willing to sell them and in this case the price might no longer be 10 dollars it would depend on how much the buyers were willing to pay and how much the seller wanted to earn it would create a situation in which the price fluctuated according to an uneven supply and demand if an asset was in high demand obviously the price can go much higher than the correct price. So how can you estimate the correct price? Well, in 2021, there was data published that attempted to estimate the fair value price of Bitcoin as illustrated here in this graph. It suggested in the June of that year, it reached a relative maximum for Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, 
what is it showing us here? Uh, whoa. <laughs> the previous fund example helps us understand the logic behind this estimation. If the capitalization of a fund is given by the number of units outstanding multiplied by the NAV or by the price, it is also true. It could also be estimated as the number of investors in the fund per average amount held by each investor. So back to Bitcoin. It would also be able to estimate the average amount held in each wallet by the number of wallets in circulation and also estimate the capitalization of Bitcoin and consequently by dividing the number of Bitcoin in circulation to drive its price. So the transparency offered by the blockchain allows us to collect much of this info with a high degree of reliability. For example, the number of Bitcoin addresses with a balance different than zero can easily be tracked just by running a network node. As seen uh, in this graph, the average amount of United States dollars and wallets fluctuates due to the supply and demand as many wallets hold Bitcoin without ever moving it. So if we take the 90th percentile and the 10th percentile, we find a range that can lead us to subsequently estimate the price of Bitcoin. Now, once the growth curve of wallets in circulation have been estimated, it's possible to estimate a range within which the price of Bitcoin should move. This model is simply, but the simplicity is its strength simple model, right? We do not know if a user owns different addresses, probably more than likely, or if a single address is owned by multiple users, as in the case of the coal wallet of an exchange, but we can rely on these relationships, especially when compared in terms of large numbers on a time horizon of a complete prior uh, cycle. So yeah, this is very interesting. So let's get to the numbers. Data from this graph and this model indicates the price of Bitcoin can reach the next ceiling in autumn of 2025, the year proceeding the halving at 130000 and of course, possibly higher. But as always, it's important to note this forecast is not financial advice. We all know anything can happen and I have much larger, more optimistic predictions to be sharing with you here in our next stories. But what are your thoughts surrounding the Bitcoin price action hitting six figures by the year 2025. I feel personally it's a given. I think most likely likely we can hit a six-figure price next year in 2024 so we can have our P- Puerto Rico celebration party already, which I know many of y'all have been long anticipating for several years here on the channel. But anyways, now for the latest uh, regarding what the BlackRock CEO Larry Fink just shared in a recent interview, uh, followed by $30 trillion entering into the Bitcoin market and what that will likely do to the Bitcoin uh, price action. Uh, let's break this down, shall we? BlackRock CEO Larry Fink delivered fresh remarks supporting crypto's role in democratizing investing worldwide, pointing to growing interest amongst the company's clients and digital assets. Quoting him here, more and more of our global investors are asking us about crypto, Fink said during an interview with CNBC's Squawk on the Street on July 14th. BlackRock as we know, is the world's largest asset manager. I've heard rumors that they control between 10 to 20 trillion in assets under management. And in Fink's view, cryptocurrencies have a differentiating value versus other asset classes in helping diversify portfolios. It is so international, it's going to transcend any one currency, he noted. So he couldn't be more bullish on Bitcoin right now. And FYI, they were specifically asking Larry about Bitcoin, but he said, due to our application for the spot Bitcoin, Bitcoin ETF. I can't specifically talk about Bitcoin, so I'm just going to refer to it as cryptocurrency. So just FYI, why he's using the word crypto, but probably means Bitcoin. Now, despite Fink's pro-crypto remarks during the interview, he declined to comment on BlackRock's app for the spot Bitcoin ETF in the US as the filing is still pending with the SEC. But here's what he said. We are working with our regulators because, as in any new market, if BlackRock's name is going to be on it, we're going to make sure that it is safe and sound 
and protected. Now, several applications to list a Bitcoin ETF on the spot market have been rejected by the SEC in the past years. In fact, the first one was rejected over a decade ago by the Winklevoss twins, the owner of the Gemini Exchange. However, BlackRock's filing has sparked renewed hopes of imminent approval, given the asset manager's overwhelming success in getting ETFs approved. According to Bloomberg Intelligence's Eric Balchunas and James Safart, BlackRock has filed for 550 ETF apps and has only been rejected once, quoting him here. We believe we have a responsibility to democratize investing. We have done a great job, and the role of ETFs in the world is transforming investing. And BlackRock's app has been followed by several refilings for similar ETF products across the U.S. Asset managers in line include Fidelity, Bitwise, 21 Shares, Wisdom Tree, Invesco, uh, amongst others. And while American money managers wait for the SEC decision, Europe's first spot Bitcoin ETF is set to debut later this year. Let's go by London-based firm Jacoby asset management. The product was scheduled to launch in 2022, but was postponed due to the bear market. And according to Jacoby, the demand has been gradually shifting since last year. That's what's up. And as Max points out here on the back of Larry Fink's interview, he says, we have predicted this for more than 12 years. Facts, he truly has been. And he also says, this guy, referring to Larry Fink, is a douche, but he's going to make millions of Bitcoiners, billions of dollars in profits. Send it. Let's freaking go. And with that being shared, fam, let's discuss more BlackRock. As again, if this spot Bitcoin ETF gets approved and uh, it can help usher in literally $30 trillion in assets into the Bitcoin community. Right now, the Bitcoin market cap, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably in the ballpark of $600 billion. So $30 trillion is more than 30x. Now, if the Bitcoin price was the 30x, off of this spot Bitcoin ETF with the mass adoption of trillions of dollars, which are currently sitting on the sidelines, all moving into Bitcoin. Naturally, we're talking about probably a $900,000 plus Bitcoin price. But here's some of the math, and then we'll dive into our live uh, Q&A. Now, Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunas believes that $30 trillion worth of capital could be made available to the Bitcoin market if a Bitcoin spot ETF was approved by the SEC. That is estimated amount of assets managed by the U.S. financial advisors who would be willing to get exposure to the top crypto through a regulated ETF. Speaking uh, to Cointelegraph, the analyst stated that a spot Bitcoin ETF can serve as a bridge between the Bitcoin market and an impressive amount of capital. When asked why the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. would be a big deal, Balchunas stated that financial advisors and the older generation of investors prefer their investments delivered in an ETF, a format they are more familiar and comfortable with. Quoting him here, ETF is the format in which the boomers and the financial advisors prefer their investments delivered in, and this matters because financial advisors manage about $30 trillion in assets. Now, a major talking point in some crypto investment circles, the spot Bitcoin ETF is yet to be approved, obviously, by the SEC. In fact, over the past decade, the regulator rejected as many as 30 spot Bitcoin ETF apps from firms such as Gemini, Fidelity, and Wisdom Tree. However, Balchunas noted that the odds of approval in the next year have increased to about 50%. He attributed this to the recent filing by BlackRock, stating that the high-level asset manager, which has roughly $9 trillion in assets under management, 
is very smart and they just don't throw filings out willy-nilly. They clearly see something out there that they think they can get through the regulators and commenting on when we are next likely to hear from the SEC on a spot Bitcoin ETF app. The analyst stated that it was possible the regulator would make the announcement of its decision on the ARK Invest application submitted two months ago before the BlackRock app. So Kathy Wood's ARK Invest is literally first in line as she has been screaming from the rooftops, which would be early January of next year. He added that more decisions would likely be made in March or April. And ultimately, the BlackRock uh, ETF app will have to get the denial or approval from the SEC before the Bitcoin halving nine months out, scheduled to be in April. So keep that in mind as well. Balchunas also expressed confidence that the spot Bitcoin ETFs, if approved, have the potential to crush the futures ETFs and assets. And he added that he could see crypto ETFs ultimately reaching the same level as gold ETFs and only a matter of years. So there you have it. You run the math. If Bitcoin was to 30x in market cap and the price followed, that would probably be at today's value of 30,000 per Bitcoin. I'm going to guesstimate in the 900 thousand dollar range per BTC. Let me know if you feel that is likely to come into fruition and by what year. And do you think BlackRock will finally get the first spot Bitcoin ETF finally approved in the United States? Will no clarity Gary give the approval? What are your thoughts? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.